Hello, brewery fanatics, and welcome back for another episode of Brewery Travels. I'm your host, Joel Geyer, otherwise known as Brewery Travels on social media. And today we are going to a city that I'm sure many of you have been patiently awaiting to hear more about. It is one of the top beer destinations, I think I can confidently say, in the country, and that is Asheville, North Carolina. And as always, I have two amazing guests with me today, Mike from Dissolver Brewing there in Asheville, and beer, or in, yes, and, and beer <laughs> author Ann Fitton Glennon, uh, otherwise known as AF. And I am very excited to chat with both of them today. I've actually been able to meet with them both personally and chat about some of the topics that we're going to be covering today. But I thought, you know what? All of you listeners need to hear them as well. So why don't we go ahead and just do a brief introduction about what got you into beer and how you how you've been part of the beer community, Mike? Yeah, so uh, I've been part of the beer scene probably for the better part of uh, ten years or so now. Uh, this is actually the first brewery I worked for, but you know it started back when I was working at a liquor store in Boston and. Uh, you know, I was cashier there, just like ringing out craft beer and, uh, you know, quickly started like to fall in love with that product. It was uh, really eye opening, especially at the at that time, like the Boston scene was just a, starting to explode. You started seeing s- smaller breweries pop up that are now much larger breweries. Uh, fast forward. Um, but yeah, started homebrewing from there with my my current business partner, our head brewer, Vince. And then kind of just like grew a homebrew brand uh, from there. Like we were definitely those homebrewers that would show up to a brewery with our homebrews and be like, can you please try this? Is it, what do you think? Can you give us notes? And they'd be like, oh, these are, these are okay. This one kind of tastes like vomit, but you know, the other ones <laughs> are, right? But uh, you know, we would, you know, you know, that really did spark the, the whole dream of things and uh, you know, kept that going. Uh, did some years in advertising, uh, not directly for, for breweries at the, that point, but uh, still kind of kept my finger on, on the industry, uh, played around every now and then with some smaller local breweries, just doing small either print stuff or small video assignments for them. And then uh, a couple of years back, uh, reunited with my best friend Vince down here in Asheville. And we started kicking up the business plan for Dissolver. And it took maybe two, two and a half years of, of planning and build out to get open. But then we did in 2019, right in December of 2019. <laughs> so the timing wasn't amazing for, for uh, you know, shutdown and everything. But uh, since then, we've been able to open back up fully and things are really picking up steam. And we're really excited for uh like a full year of like unrestricted sales and just having fun with like everyone here and welcome in the tourists in this town It's it's an amazing town to be in. So super excited now to get things really rolling. Absolutely. Well, and for those that are listening, I think Mike can make, can assure you, and and I will agree. They, they did eventually, you know, hone in and start making really good beer, um, which we will, we will be talking about later on because Dissolver has really made a name for themselves as, as way less vomit beer beer these days. But uh, AF, what about you? Um, Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't want to age myself, but I have been 
on the sidelines or then part of the beer community since you guys were like toddlers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, um, in my 20s, moved out to um, just outside of Aspen, Colorado to be a ski bum and ended up working uh, for an educational research foundation. But it, my desk was eight feet away from the founder of the foundation, who is also the founder of a small brew pub called Flying Dog Brewery. Um, And I got to be kind of a part of seeing that tiny brew pub become a production and distribution brewery, first in Denver, and then long after I left, it uh, moved back to the East Coast. So I was kind of early on involved in that scene and then moved to Asheville back in 97 uh, when there was only one brewery here and that was Highland Brewing. And it was basically um, in a tiny rest in the basement of a tiny restaurant downtown. Mm -hmm. And then breweries started popping up and um, I had a couple babies and was doing some work with education and nonprofits, but also writing. I'm a longtime journalist and I've always been, um, I've always written freelance for newspapers on the side. And in about 2005, um, I started writing regularly uh, for um, the Asheville Citizen Times and then for the Mountain Express. And um, I was doing business and food writing and those two kind of coalesced and me writing about these breweries that it started popping up. And by 2007, I had a weekly beer column at Mountain Express and just kind of by default became kind of one of Asheville's kind of beer historians, went on to write um, two books about the history of beer in this region. The first Asheville beer was published in 2012, which was a huge year for beer here. Then went on to work for Oscar Blues uh, when they first moved here and were a tiny, um, well, not tiny brewery. They were big for Asheville, but they were a pretty small brewery, particularly compared to now. And they started, I started when it was an empty warehouse in Brevard and like six people. And I was there for the first brew day on 12-12-12 and kind of got to see that brewery go from, you know, first brew day to 80,000 barrels of production in three years, which is not that much in the scheme of huge breweries, but it's, it's pretty huge. Then left there and wrote another book um, on uh, the, the Western North Carolina beer scene more because I wanted to explore some of these small towns and what it looked like to become a brewery in a small town, many of which that were formerly dry. And in the meantime, I just did consulting work um, in marketing and communications for a bunch of breweries, including Asheville Brewing, which um, I was there for like six years before COVID. And then I had a podcast. And now I'm actually kind of semi-retired. I'm still writing about beer, but um, COVID kind of uh pushed me away from doing consulting and i'm actually kind of okay with that i'm recently an empty nester so um i'm gonna start doing what you're you're doing joel i'm just gonna start traveling around and i highly recommend it (laughs) (laughs) and you still also will meet up with random people that uh are be obsessed and message you and ask if you want to meet up for a beer so uh you know or at least (laughs) yeah 
at least you did with me. So, you know, I'm assuming, you know, if you, you know, uh, but anyway, you, AF, you, you, you talked about how, when you first moved to Asheville, you know, there, there, there wasn't this beer scene there yet. You know, there was just the one brewery in town. And obviously since then, Asheville has become a very trendy name in the craft beer industry. And it's been that way for a decent amount of time. So how did this, you know, small city, you know, population less than 100,000, if you're just counting the city, kind of grow to become this hub for breweries? Well, I have a lot of theories about that, actually, but I'll try to keep it um, somewhat um, succinct. I think um, Asheville, um, just because where it is in the mountain, it's kind of frontier country. Um, It's one of those places where uh, kind of eating local, supporting local, um, supporting small business was cool before it was cool. It was, you know, it's become niche the past decade or so all over the country. But um, here, just because it was kind of frontier country, it was hard to get to um, until it became, I mean, it was a tourist attraction, but it was, you know, it was kind of down and out really until kind of the late 90s. And so all of the businesses that started here tended to be small local businesses. And um, of course, there's a very strong tradition of people making their own hooch in these mountains. Um, I won't go off into the whole moonshine history because I can do that, but uh, there's a strong tradition of that, of people brewing beers, um, ciders, making their own corn whiskey. Um, and so I think it, it kind of, it had a kind of easy infrastructure and the support of people. Um, you know, until recently, there were very few chain stores downtown. There still are very few. There were none for a long time. But, uh, you know, people here have always really wanted to support their neighbors, support small business. Then, of course, there's great water quality. There's good quality of life. Um, you know, we can talk some more. And I know you want to talk about this, about why the bigger breweries decided to move here. But that was all of a piece of that. And then I'll have to look back, but in kind of, I think it was like 2008, Charlie Papazian um, held this uh, very informal online social media survey um, called the Beer City USA survey. And um, at that point, there were, you know, five or six breweries and a few of us who were very um, passionately involved in marketing Asheville as a beer town and we managed to rally the troops and win the Beer City um, USA title um, and then won it for a few years in a row and at that point there were no breweries even distributing. Um, I think Highland was distributing to a couple other states but um, you know a lot of people are like well why Asheville? I mean you know I've, I've never even had any beer from Asheville. This was like 2007-2008 but then people were like well I'm gonna go check it out <laughs> and um, you know I would say the beer quality at that time was you know up and down maybe not all vomit but um, <laughs> I would say that you know there was there was a strong um, strife of diacetyl in um, these mountains but you um, you know, once people started to come here, uh, they realized, you know, the brewers realized that they had to up their game. And then, of course, they got more competition and, you know, it just kept rolling from there. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and Mike, for, from your experience, you know, as someone that maybe moved to Asheville later on, what, what has your experience been like in terms of like seeing what Asheville 
once was and how it's, it's continuing to evolve in that manner. Yeah, so I, I arrived uh, with Asheville being established as like this mecca of beer. So it's always been like just an amazing place to be. And when I started visiting, it was like, you know, pretty much immediately fell in love. You got the mountains, you got all these awesome breweries and restaurants that are essentially doing things the way I feel like a lot of like like farm to table kind of style businesses should and really like focusing on a local terroir or just like you know pulling from our direct area and uh, like you know visiting here vacationing here is just amazing and then it was just like a no-brainer to like you know pull the trigger and move my ass down here and start living like uh, like I said, my business partner had moved down here previously, so he had landed himself a job at like probably one of the more notable breweries out of this area now. Uh, Burial uh-huh. helped. He uh, jumped on there and started brewing with them, helped them launch their bigger expansion uh, for their production. And you know, I came down, started checking that out, and uh, you know, it, it just made perfect sense. For for us to kind of find that dream again and write the business plan for the brewery we always wanted to start. Now we had you know, probably half or, or probably closer to a dozen business plans that we wrote for, for like projects up North and it was just not meant to be at that time, but coming down here, it just made sense. It was still at the time we were looking uh, affordable in comparison to <laughs> up North for sure. So you could you could you know actually you know execute on something you'd want to do down here. Uh, you know, post pandemic, it's, it's a different story now. It's even more insane than it was before we started. But and at least when we got down here, like there was infrastructure and the laws that were extremely uh, beneficial for starting a brewery down here. Mm-hmm. That and just, wasn't always like, the, <laughs> and, and yeah, right. Now there's the, the the extreme talent too down here. We have. Uh, a few programs, one out of AB Tech that runs that like immediately delivers uh, brewing talent and stuff. So they, they run an internship program too, but we've had the pleasure of welcoming a few interns here from the AB Tech program. And then just the number of breweries around us, like everyone's, you know, constantly moving around and stuff. So there is a pool of uh, like extreme talent here that we get to work with. So you know, not only just uh, like as brewers themselves, but, you know, there's plenty of uh, room for collaboration and stuff between the breweries here. Like, I feel like there is a a good camaraderie here for sure. Like a lot of people very much believe in the the idea that like rising tides float all ships here. So we are all like essentially in this industry and market here together and we're all trying to make the best products possible to make sure that we are representing Asheville in the right light because no one wants to make shitty beer and <laughs> like have someone come in and yeah. feel like that paints the picture for Asheville. So everyone here is bringing like a serious A game, uh, especially uh, since I've been here. I rarely go to anywhere around here and have a, a sad pint at all. <laughs> it's, always, <laughs> it's always usually worth your buck for sure. Yeah, for for sure. Well, AF, I know you mentioned earlier th- these large breweries c- coming in. 
you know, New, New Belgium is right there in Asheville, uh, Sierra Nevada, nearby in Mills River. And then you already mentioned uh, Oscar Blues as well. Um, and I know you, you can give some background on why that all happened. But first, Mike, I kind of want to start with you with having those large breweries there. What, what does that mean from like the standpoint of both beer tourism and also you mentioned like working with other breweries? Like what's it like to have these large national brands there kind of in, in town? Oh, that's awesome. Like, I think it's it's definitely part of the reason I've been in love with the area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for anyone thinking about trying to visit, especially if you're like, if beer tourism is in your your interest, like, it makes it that much easier to pull the trigger on trying to come to this area. It's like, oh, I can check out some of these really awesome smaller craft breweries, but then there's, yeah, New Belgium, Sierra Nevada, Oscar Blues right there. I can check out there east coast facilities it's like yeah it makes it that much easier add in a bunch of amazing food on top of that and then you know not that, that's even before you start talking about the amazing trails in the mountains here it's like yeah all those things combined really do make this area a, a surreal visit for sure yeah absolutely well and af i know when you and i met up for busy that was one of the questions i asked you about too is you know how did it come to pass that these three, you know, beer goliaths in, in some fashion um, ended up choosing this this area in Western Carol- Western North Carolina as kind of their base for their East Coast, uh, East Coast operations. Yeah, well, and um, I've been lucky enough through my career as a journalist and then an author to interview all of the um, kind of founders and um, local managers of those three um, breweries. And obviously I worked very close to closely with Dale Katechis when he um, was running Oscar Blues. Um, but they they all pretty much came here for the same reasons. And it was it was kind of this this crazy year because they all three announced that they were gonna build um, East Coast production facilities in Asheville um, within about four months of each other. And it was right around the time of Craft Brewers um, conference, which is the you know the big um, conference for the craft brewing industry Mm -hmm. and so the big joke at cbc was like oh why isn't there a panel called you know you want to start a brewery so you want to start a brewery in north carolina um (laughs) but it really should have been so you want to start a brewery in western north carolina and in a very small area of western north carolina but um all of the um owners founders of these breweries which of course it's different now from when they first came here, um, except for Sierra Nevada, um, which is still the Grossman's family. What did they say? Family owned, operated and argued over on their cans. It's one of my favorites. Um, But they all said, you know, it was quality of life. It was water quality. It was um, the fact that there was already, um, you know, there was a strong beer tourist, um, uh, you know, situation here already. But of course, the main reason they all wanted to establish East Coast um, production facilities is to save money, Um, you know, because shipping beer, which is heavy across the country, is not only um, inefficient, it's um, expensive, and it's not good for the environment. And Asheville is despite the fact that it is in the mountains and you do have to take some windy roads, um, you know, it's right at a very lovely um, kind of central area in terms of, you know, we're right next to I-40, which 
goes all the way across the country and I 85, which goes all the way, you know, vertically up and down the East coast. And so that's really, you know, they had kind of outgrown their original homes and were looking to, um, start East coast production facilities. And I think it was just kind of random that they all landed on Asheville in some ways. I mean, I remember, um, Brian Grossman, who runs the um, Sierra Nevada facility here in Mills River, told me once, he was like, you know, when we found out these other big breweries were coming, we we're kind of like, oh, I should back out, you know, you know, what, what, what are we going to do? Is this going to be too much competition? Um, and then he was like, well, you know, this is just where we want to be. And again, like Mike said, um, it turns out that there's, they've figured out ways to support each other um, and, you know, provide um, infrastructure and um, opportunities that wouldn't be there otherwise, not just for the smaller breweries, but, you know, for each other. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. grain sales volume. I mean, there are a lot of pieces. Um, there's a lot of infrastructure that has been created that makes this a great place to start a brewery. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and they they all did really you know excellent work in, in on these facilities, particularly you know I I particularly love the Sierra Nevada location there. I mean, I know it's 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 maybe the place that is most raved about to me by other people that I hear like when I when I've talked to other people about like some of the favorite places they've always been like that's always one that comes up because it is they did such a good job with it. Uh, and so now l- l- honing in on on Asheville now let's kind of spend some time, a little bit of time, at least talking about South Slope, because it's one of my favorite brewery neighborhoods because it's so densely populated with all these great breweries. Uh, and so AF, how, how did that become kind of the craft beer hotspot? And how has that kind of changed in that, in that area in general? Oh my gosh, it's changed tremendously. Um, yeah. When I moved here in 97, um, I mean, most of downtown was ported up that South Slope area, which it wasn't even called the South Slope at that point. It was just like Lower Cox Avenue. Um, that's C-O-X-E. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was mostly just kind of, you know, empty warehouses, auto mm-hmm. repair shops. It was not a place that anyone went to. Um, and the only kind of um, place to go drink down there was Dirty Jack's, which was the original Green Man Brewery, which was the second brewery that opened in Asheville, um, post-prohibition, obviously, um, had opened, had moved their production to this tiny little, like, beat-up warehouse, and everybody called it Dirty Jack's, and initially the owners hated that, because they were like, we are the Green Man Brewery, we're not dirty. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of dirty. Which makes sense, I, I, I get where they're coming from. Yeah, and, mm. and but now the, the, the new owner has kind of embraced it, because of the, you know, the history, and the fact that um, everybody is, they're just always going to call it dirties. Um, so it was down there, and then Astral Brewing um, bought a second location down there um, to, or actually rented at the time, to set up a production facility. And then I think some of these other breweries were like, oh, okay, we want to be near downtown, but downtown was still kind of expensive in terms of real estate, but there were all these empty warehouses right near downtown. And, you know, Mike can tell you, um, after what he's been through with Dissolver, but, you know, the space is really important. And, you know, a big open space with concrete floors that you can, you know, put floor drains in and put, 
fermenters in and um, set up a tap room. I mean, those kind of things are often hard to find, even in small cities this close to downtown. So I really think that that's what happened, um, you know, and then Twin Leaf and Burial both came in in like 2012 within a couple months of each other, mainly because they just found these warehouses down there. And then all of a sudden it just started rolling again. Um, with that area and now it's kind of it's it's amazingly kind of slick and yeah <laughs> very yeah. and real estate there has just gone <clears throat> off the roof i mean there's like a condo across the street from astral brewing in this ancient um chrysler building that was actually used to you know they used to sell chrysler cars out of it and that's like you know million dollar condo i mean it's crazy <laughs> yeah well i mean and so, and so mike from your perspective I, I know that Dissolver is technically, you know, right, right downtown, but a Asheville is not a very big city. Like for, for people like wondering, like it is a very short walk. Like it's basically yeah. South Hill bumps up to downtown. So you're, you can throw a stone basically from your tap room and just about and and be able to reach the South Slope neighborhood. And so from your perspective, you know, what has that, what does that being close to that area mean? And also, I know, like you said, your business partner used to work for burial. So, you know, he also got to see some of that, some of that growth then in that area, I'm sure also. Oh, absolutely. It, it's, it's, well, we, we definitely tried to find our, our spot in the South Slope, but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, since, uh, the growth, it's, it is competitive, uh, for that area to, to, to get a, a space still at a reasonable square footage rate. It's, it's, uh, it's something, but we were lucky to find the space we have, which is right in downtown. And yeah, like you're saying, very, very close. Like we're probably, Maybe the less less than ten minute walk to the next brewery uh, that's on the south slope. Now, yeah, for sure. I guess that would be maybe Bermari or or uh, Asheville uh, Brewing. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's like it's a really quick walk, and then in between that walk are a bunch of amazing businesses that you could either go clothing shopping or there's restaurants in between us. So. We're just like pretty much trying to cap the ends of of the downtown and the South Slope, essentially. So, uh, yeah, like we, you know, coming in, like that was the goal, trying to get as close as possible to that spot. And, uh, you know, we, we landed downtown, which is still amazing. And, you know, the people that will trek up South Slope over to our area or they'll create – you know, they'll start the day at our area and then work their way to the South Slope. Is it it's probably better to do that because you go downhill that way? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It was a, uh, it was a, like, yeah. One of our our bigger goals in in establishing ourselves, we always wanted that like kind of downtown urban brewery. So like, uh, start starting something outside of it wasn't really outside of like downtown wasn't really in, in our interest. Uh, yeah. Just personally, we really wanted that uh, foot traffic for sure. Like mm -hmm. just wanted that feel like I, I lived for in Boston for like, you know, the better part of eight years. So I, I was really used to trekking around <laughs> on foot yeah. to just about anywhere. So I wanted that. I still wanted that feeling for my own space here. Well, and you, there are uh, also, you know, that to score, score the spot. 
Yeah, well, I was going to say there's also because One World and Thirsty Monk are both technically still kind of in that same downtown area. And in, in reality, too, I wonder if that almost means oh, that yeah. you may get yeah. – I almost wonder that you may get more foot traffic from non-beer people because Asheville itself is just a tourist destination even if you're not coming to drink beer. And so being right downtown is almost, you know, you yeah. get, get, get more of that traffic traffic oh, as absolutely. well. We, we, we're the closest to the the civic center we have here too. So it's mm, like if you're going yeah. to one of the bigger arena shows or one of their auditorium shows, like we're, we're like tons and tons of people come through before, before those events. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause we're just like not even five minutes from that. Yeah. Y'all have yeah. a great and a cool historic building and lots of cool businesses around and one of the things i just wanted to mention i loved when you know covid quarantine first started which was you know right after you guys opened but um joel they 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 just got this little like table on the sidewalk and we're selling you know canned beer um to people who were just you know walking up and there, there weren't even that many people because everybody was terrified and in quarantine. But um, I lived about half a mile down the road and I was like, oh, I can just go. I can get outside. I can walk up to Dissolver <laughs> and I can get a nice four pack of 16 ounce beer and walk back home. <laughs> Big adventure for the week. It was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and so when I was uh... and I was just trying to look here at the map quick and it looks so from dissolve as you mentioned kind of like downtown and then to, to the very southern part of south slope would be the, the furthest south it looks like is, is burials um location there and so it looks like to my calculations at least it's about it's a little over a half mile from from those two places and in between there there's something like 13 or 14 different breweries that you can that you can visit so it's just it's oh, yeah it's an insane area for those you know that that, that have not been there or not familiar with it uh, and so now, though, outside, out, out, aside from South Slope, uh, Mike, what other recommendations would you make to someone visiting Asheville that wants to visit the craft beer scene? Outside of South Slope, I would I would definitely visit our buddies over uh, in Woodfin uh, at Zillicoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their, their spot is amazing. It's like right on the river. Uh, they Their lager game is like unmatched. It's it's really, really good. We, we definitely... Like we'll we'll throw down some good loggers here, but their stuff is uh, it, it comes with a whole like towny vibe that's just perfect. Um, they're doing yeah great things over there, uh, and then as far as like even the newer uh, player on the uh, in town is uh, New Origin. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, really I was like mention them like too. what they're doing over there too. Uh, like a, a similar uh, like kind of tap draft list that we have going here but you know everyone does their stuff a little bit differently and i think they're they're doing some great things they're over uh what do you call that area of Asheville? yeah towards Bilmore more um yeah doing some great stuff and then just uh reaching out of Asheville if you're headed to like sierra nevada or you're going to the airplane uh going to the airport definitely suggest checking out uh burning blush uh-huh yeah. i was gonna mention Very them too their logger their logger game is just on point i they, they, their logger oh, yeah. phenomenal when i visited yeah they had built out a nice uh spot up up towards the airport and uh yeah definitely one of my when i stop by when i'm flying yeah. in and out and stuff 
Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. Those well, three for sure. Yeah. AF, do you have any other recommendations for someone that is maybe coming into Asheville? And you can kind of mention again, like why the South Slope, like some of the other names in the South Slope that, mm-hmm. you know, are just make it worthwhile, but any other areas in um, around the area that, that are worth a visit? Well, I, I now live um, not far from the River Arts District, which is a wonderful, mm-hmm. very cool place. And probably um, other than Zillicoa, which... Um, uh, y'all just mentioned, which is actually the closest brewery to where I live. Um, I spend the most time at the original Wedge location, which is down in the River Arts District. Uh-huh. Um, you know, one of the, um, I think they were like 2008, 2009. They were, no, they were earlier than that, maybe 2001. Anyway, they've been around for a good long time and great beers um, and uh, really you know, a great location outdoors. And um, also West Asheville has really blown up there now. Yeah. There's seven breweries on this area of Haywood Road in Mm -hmm. West Asheville that, um, you know, and again, which is very walkable and there are lots of cool, you know, shops and um, restaurants and, you know, you can start um, down at Highwire and go across the street to, um, there's that cool little cidery and then there's the most amazing donuts in the world that are fried right in front of you. And then you kind of go up that to that whole area and um, you know, you can do all, I mean, you, they're, they're just all these different places. I mean, you could probably spend five days in Asheville and just beer crawl in a different area of town absolutely. and still not go to all the breweries <laughs> yeah absolutely well, i mean because i was thinking the area that you're talking about over there you know that's like uh i'm assuming you're talking like archetype cellarist of uh, one world has another location out that direction yep. as well oh yeah um, so Sellers, i mean they're, they're, for sure. yeah like there's a whole string oh, of yeah. breweries there that again and when you're talking about Asheville, it's not like Oh, maybe to... a five minute drive. Like you're not that far from you know the rest of the breweries, but it's just there's still like these little pockets that you can then walk mm-hmm. in between all the stuff so, so easily. Um, but yeah, I mean, just again because I know we shouted out some of the names, but uh, you know we we talked about Burial and Highwire having the location there in South Slope. I'm um, in Asheville Brewing, but you know White Labs has their location there as well that has you know all the food and if you know people that I know they were bought out and what and whatever, but a lot of people, if you're into sours, you know, wicked weed still has their location there. Um, so just a lot of really great breweries. Uh, and we will get right back to talk more about some more of those great breweries uh, with Mike and AF right after a quick word from a sponsor. Just want to give a quick word from our friends at DraftKings. They want to remind you that you can feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state or province, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play for free For thousands of dollars with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now or Daily Fantasy and use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. See show notes for details. And we are back with Mike and AF to talk more about the craft beer scene. So 
Mike, with, with so many breweries opening up in, in this small area, you know, I, I know you mentioned earlier some, you know, collaboration, but what exactly is kind of the collaboration like in the area? And also kind of an, a follow up with that. What was it actually like, like opening up a new brewery in Asheville when there was already, you know, all this competition and being able to make a name yourself so quickly? Yeah. Uh, so as far as collaboration in town, it, it's always been amazing since uh, the first day we pretty much announced that, you know, this was going to be a real thing that we were getting going. Like mm-hmm. uh, the, the folks that we knew were all super, super supportive. Like, you know, half, half the people that, you know, invested uh, with us were just other people from other breweries around town in Nashville. So, you know, not only did they think we would do well, they like gave us some money to make sure we could get there. <clears throat> Luckily, they didn't know COVID was in the business. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, th- I don't think many business plans had that in their, uh, in their itinerary of the first yeah. five years or whatever it would be. But, you know, other than that, it, you know, people here are just, you know, super supportive. They, they love beer and they love seeing what's new, what's coming. So, uh, for us to be like, especially, uh, you know, between me and my business partner, we are like the creative team. He does all the recipe building, brewing. I handle all of our marketing and creative direction. So I get to put a pretty face to what we do here. And it has been uh, super easy just because like this town's just filled with other amazing artists that like what we do because we definitely approach it from an art focused, like, kind of standpoint at least for the brand and then as far as the 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 suds that go in the in the can you know my my business partner's been doing this for quite some time and has garnered like quite a bit of respect amongst uh people in the area he can just you know chat forever about uh, any kind of brewing process you'd want to know uh not myself but (laughs) I at least chat about uh, how it is to make a label and get through this this process of marketing a business like like a, a brewery here. But you know, uh, when we started, we you know how we started was through collaboration. We worked with something like I think we launched some like thirty brands in a collaborative format uh, before opening. So we got to travel to different breweries throughout North Carolina, throughout the East Coast and uh, make beers with uh, with them and kind of develop the brand and start the brand that way before, while we were building out this location. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think, uh, you know, super pivotal essential for uh, how we started, especially in this area where there are quite a number of other uh, breweries that are well established and do really amazing stuff. So we wanted to make sure from day one when we opened our doors, our doors, that people knew who we were, kind of had an idea of what we were doing, and would be interested in visiting. Which was, I think, uh, what got us through shutdown COVID because people knew about us, mm-hmm. uh, even though we'd only been had our doors open for something like three months. Uh, we still had a ton of support of people wanting to make sure we were able to get through the, uh, you know, make it through to the other side of, of shutdowns and stuff. And uh, we were able to do so. No, um, 
with with all that support. So it, it was super, super, super important at that time. Uh, yeah. And we're so thankful that we, yeah we put in the extra effort of like making sure we had developed a brand and gotten uh, an, an idea of like what our products could be like out there in the market. Uh, and then you know there's there's no pricing the 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 amount of uh, experience and, and knowledge we gain from working with so many awesome people along that way. So you know, yeah. opening up, it was, you know, you still learn new things every day, like running it yourself, but at least we got a bunch of uh, firsthand knowledge from a bunch of other people that had done it and done it really, really well. So uh, yeah. Well, and you, you mentioned the marketing side of things too. And uh, just, just give a shout out your, your Instagram <clears throat> account is one of the best, brewery Instagram accounts that I, that I know I follow <laughs> that for people oh, that thank you. don't know what I'm talking I'm, I'm not going to spoil it all because I want people to go check it out, but make sure to go and I'm, I will, there'll be tags and, you know, in the description for, for people that want to go and check it out and everything, but they, they do an awesome job of, of marketing their beers. That, that is for sure. Um, and, and AF, I know, you know, talking about collaboration from, from your point of view, how much has that changed as more and more breweries kind of came into the fold in the last, you know, 15, 10, 15 years? Yeah. So um, pretty early on, um, you know, when the breweries were just starting, there was new breweries just starting to open. Um, we established the Asheville Brewers Alliance, which is, of course, just like a local trade organization. There's a new, uh, there's a North Carolina Brewers Alliance, but anyone who knows anything about North Carolina knows it's a really big state. And mm-hmm. uh, the main um, group is based in Raleigh, which is, you know, that's a like almost five hour drive from here. And so we decided that we needed our own kind of organization, mostly just so people could meet and talk about issues across the table. It kind of all came out of, you know, people fighting for grocery um, store shelf space, which, um, you know, initially was a little tough, you know, when most of the grocery stores had, um, you know, uh, domestic and national brands. And then these small craft craft brewers are coming in and they're, you know, fighting for, you know, three feet of grocery store um, shelf space. I mean, that's changed tremendously. (laughs) You know, now you walk in and it's, it's, you know, their entire aisles that are craft beer, their entire beer caves. It's awesome. But initially, um, you know, there were things that needed to be ironed out. So starting this kind of collaborative trade organization where people could get together, um, talk about their issues, talk about some of the old older um, laws, which um, we got overturned. And I will say the big breweries, particularly Sierra Nevada, was very key in helping change some of those outdated laws, some of them dating back to the time of prohibition here and making it easier for these breweries like Dissolver to, to open here. Um, and so I think, you know, and there became kind of this spirit of, you know, we're all small business people here. We're all doing the same thing. We're all trying to support our community and, um, our, employees and our families um and we can do that better together so it really is kind of amazing to me i mean there are always hiccups but um for the most part it i was on the board of the aba for five or six years it was a really strong organization for such a small community 
And now I always like to kind of wrap things up. There are two questions that I always kind of finish with because I feel like, you know, to try to encapsulate the area. First off, AF, do you feel that there is maybe a beer or beers, beer style that best represents the actual beer scene? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's such a hard question. I know um, it is. Uh, I mean, you know, every brewery has their different strengths um you know um you know amazing lagers at zillicoa um i think Asheville brewing has one of the best ipas green man has one of the best porters uh i i gosh i don't know i'm gonna throw that that question at mike yeah, Mike. What are your thoughts? And you can say one oh. of your own beers if you want to, you know. But I didn't know if there, if there was a style of beer or a beer that, when you think Asheville beer, that's the first thing that comes to your mind. You know, uh, I, it is like there is a spectrum of beer you can get here, and um, I'm going to throw it towards our our Kolsch. It is it's mm-hmm. you know, is like that hybrid, like lager ale style. Uh, so I feel like it's it, it does a good job of capturing both the alien logger side of things so uh ours is called thank you for existing so like to push that especially towards our our uh local industry and uh just the locals in general like that that beer is made for Asheville. it is our tribute to Asheville, and you know every tuesday we do like a discounted night called thank you night so it's like we we've developed and pushed a lot into that brand to to you know really represent this area well. So uh, and Kolsch are just super easy to drink. So, yeah, yeah, I, and I and I love your Kolsch too. It was it's very very good. I know I got oh, to go back home with me after visiting, yeah, and it, it is absolutely phenomenal. So well, and now we we've talked about a lot of really great breweries, obviously, and, and different beers, but. What, what are three that you don't have to say necessarily, not necessarily personal favorites, but what are three breweries that you have a real good appreciation for? You like what they do, how they represent the beer community. Mike, we can assume that Dissolver ca- does not count towards <laughs> your list because obviously that's your number one because as it, as it should be. But um, are there, th- what are three other breweries that you just really have appreciation for? Um, well, the first one I'll start with is uh, the Cellars. Mm-hmm. Talking of West Asheville, uh, doing amazing things. They're a, a little bit newer than us. So <laughs> they, I think they were the, the, the brewery right after us to open. So uh, a, another alumni from Burial uh, started mm-hmm. amazing. I think he's running a five barrel system down in, in West Asheville. Everything gets, I think, fermented through wood as well, uh, or at some point touches wood yeah. in the fermentation process. Amazing uh, loggers there as well. We just actually had them in today uh, to brew an Italian style pilsner with us. So yeah, uh, that'll be uh, pretty awesome when it comes out. Uh, that's one. Well, I, I'll bring it right back to Zillico again. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, definitely one of my favorite spots to go check out and just hang out. Well, and just, then, I was going to say before with, with Zillico, just so people realize it, it is directly on the, like the river there too. Like their entire yeah. outdoor area flows out. They have picnic tables situated on the river. It's very like a very natural feeling. And you're just, you're technically outside of Asheville, but there's nothing like across the river either. So you're just looking out at like a, like at woodlands, basically it's a very, very cool environment to drink a beer. 
Yeah. And then I'll uh, shout out another one of my buddies' spots, Eurisco, which mm. is probably the, the southest of the South Slope breweries there. Um, you know, if you, you go one more block from Burial, you, you'll, you'll hit a really good, like, German-style uh, oh, yes, brewery out right. there. Yes. So, like, my buddy Zach there studied in, in mm-hmm. uh, Germany for a little bit, and, you know, he does some amazing loggers there as well. I, I like a lot of loggers, so. I'm, I'm <laughs> with to, you. I'm with you, Mike. that kind of lane. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're all a, a bunch of amazing breweries in town. That's Burial, for sure. Wicked Weed. Uh, you know everything around here is just uh, of, of immense quality and definitely worth a visit. You can't go wrong with any of the, the spots you visit around here. So absolutely, but you uh, can AF, start oh, on the right foot. And yeah, exactly. Go to the Zilver first. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> AF, what are your thoughts? What are, What are three breweries that really stick out to you for one reason or another? Um. Well, I mean, there there are so many. Um. I I if you're if you get a chance to go up to Weirul and go to Zebulon or the Snails, um, Mike Karnowski, who's the brewer there, um, he started as the specialty brewer at Green Man. He is a writer and a historian. He's written one of, you know, everybody's favorite homebrew books. And, you know, if he will go, you can go in there and taste all these different traditional styles of beer. And he will tell you the history of them. Um, he does sours. I mean, it's just, it, he does amazing beer. Um, and it's a tiny little place. It's just him and his wife, Gabe, usually. Um, but it's well worth the visit. Um, I'm also a big fan of Hillman beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, those folks, I, I'll never forget, this reminds me of a, a story Mike was saying. Um, they showed up at Asheville Brewing one day, and I just happened to... Um, be there and they were like hey you know we're home brewers <laughs> can we we have a tour of the brewery and i was kind of like oh god you know here we go again <laughs> but you know i took them back and showed them around and they asked all these questions and um they seemed so enthusiastic but you know i was just like here we go again but then they created this amazing brewery Mm-hmm. Um, and Brandy Hillman is president of the ABA now, and she's a force to be reckoned with. And it's they've got great food, lovely location. Um, they've just been a great asset to to town um, for sure. And um, I was trying to think. Um, you know, I also I I love archetype, um, mm-hmm. and I which is, um, I was talking about, I mentioned Highwire, but I was actually talking about Architect. And I love Highwire, too. Um, and they've just opened a new beer garden that's near my house that's awesome. And they've got, like, 24 tops of a lot of really good beer. But Archetype over in West Asheville is a cool little place. And um, they put out consistently really good beer. And they have um, great live music, even um, like since COVID, when a lot of people stopped having live music, um, mm-hmm. they kind of continued on with that. And it's a it's a nice atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. One. And, and for me, it was, you know, it, this is one of the cities that I can definitively say I, I have been, you know, I have not gotten to necessarily immerse myself fully in every single brewery, but I at least got to go and visit every brewery around there and drink, drink their beer. And so it's, it's very difficult for me to necessarily list, you know, what would be 
even my my top three because we, we we've mentioned I think all of the ones that I would have in there at one point or another. You know, places like 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 Burial, Zillicoa, obviously Dissolver, um, and then you know New Origin that Mike mentioned earlier. They were up there with some of my favorite beer too. I mean, they just did a phenomenal phenomenal job with with all of the beers that I tried. Um, and we mentioned Bermari also. Um, and one other thing that you know, uh, AF, you, you were mentioning Zebulon up in Weaverville, and I wanted to shout out too. You know. We've been focusing mostly on Asheville, but there's so many little towns around Asheville, too, that have a couple breweries that are doing fabulous work. You know, uh, out in Black Mountain, Black Mountain Brewery and Lookout, uh, Fairview has uh, Tragula and Whistlehop, which are both both very unique, very good breweries. Uh, you know, go go down to Mills River. You know, if you're down there for Sierra Nevada, there's also Mills River Brewing and, um, you know, Burning Blush that also mike mentioned earlier so there's just a lot of great beer not just in Asheville, but the whole area around it uh so you know it really is just an amazing destination i, I was so grateful that for people that have been following me i was able to live there for three months and it absolutely lived up to the hype both in terms of the beer and the lifestyle uh but yeah i guess i can't say enough good things about Asheville, and i know you guys feel the same way being actually from there uh, but we can go ahead and, again, thank you both so much for coming on, though. This has been awesome. I'm so glad that I got to talk with you both again, even if it was virtually. Uh, I, I enjoyed getting to meet you both personally while I was in Asheville as well. Uh, but we can kind of wrap things up here with any final thoughts, conclusions about the Asheville craft beer scene, why people should come and visit, et cetera, et cetera, as well as um, giving shout outs if, you know, people want to reach out, get any other recommendations or information about Asheville, um, how they can reach you. Uh, Mike, you can lead us off. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, tons and tons of breweries awesome uh outdoor life here it's just you know the perfect place to take a little vacation for sure or a long vacation or just stay here just live yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing area you'll like guaranteed to love it uh if you got any kind of outdoor life in you or the want to drink a bunch of amazing beer like <clears throat> Asheville is definitely the, the spot for you um yeah, and then when you do come to town, please check us out. We're over on North Lexington Ave, uh, right in downtown. So uh, check out Dissolver, where you can uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram. Where the, the name's spelled a little weird, but it's spelled D-S-S-O-L-B-R. Uh, and you can find us on most social media platforms. Check us out there, uh, you know, or on our website at www.dissolver.com. So, Absolutely. You know, Highly recommended by me too. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, and AF. Yeah, um, I would just say um, great questions, Joel. And if you want more extensive answers to all of those questions, um, you should check out my books. Um, Asheville. I Beer. also agree to that. <laughs> Asheville oh, yeah. Beer is the first volume um, printed and published in 2012, and um, Western North Carolina Beer is the second volume which is twice the size because there were twice as many breweries to <laughs> but there's also a lot of cool history about early days um about you know interesting writers who um came here and drank too much like scott um f scott fitzgerald and um there's also just a lot about this this whole community that i think people will find interesting i also have a podcast which um is mostly old um, interviews at this point, but um, there are a lot of in-depth interviews with kind of all, a lot of the movers and shakers in Asheville Beer, and that's still available kind of pretty much anywhere you listen to your, to podcasts. Um, and 
you can find me on social media under Brewgasm. Yes, I own that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it embarrasses my kids now, but I'm like, listen, you know, I, I that's own one of your brand. jobs as a parent. <laughs> You know, yeah, mine are only three and one. I can already tell you, I have to start plotting that stuff out. So yeah, well, it wasn't until they like got to college and they're like, "Oh, your mom is brugasm." <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it might be kind of cool. It depends yeah. on the person. Um, Absolutely, but uh, yeah, um, it's just a great town, and I mean, just the changes have been awesome. But I just love that that there are now so many options and such a huge beer community so come visit absolutely well and i definitely agree uh for sure uh, you know i, I love my time in Asheville, and again thank you so much to, to mike and af for coming on and chatting about the amazing scene there uh in Asheville. and as always remember whether it's where you're living or where you're visiting be sure to drink local everywhere I've been walking around.